name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Blessed Nativity is fast to all of you. Um, today's gospel is one of the most joyful gospels in the entire year, okay? Um, not to make it sound overly dramatic or anything like that, but it's the gospel where the course of humanity forever changed, okay? Or it's the beginning of it, at least. As you guys just heard, it's the gospel where God more or less asked for permission to take flesh, okay? And thankfully, St. Mary, on our behalf, agreed. There are a lot of aspects in this gospel that we could probably discuss. Um, but as I was preparing for the sermon today, what really stuck out to me personally was how St. Mary agreed to God's plan without really knowing what the next steps are. Okay. She was probably just praying, and all of a sudden, Archangel Gabriel appears to her, tells her that she's having, she's giving birth to a son. Oh, and by the way, it's the son of God, right? And she, and she says that she's not married. Um, he tells her that the Holy Spirit Will overshadow her. She said, okay, sounds good. And then he leaves. Okay. St. Luke doesn't really tell us what she may have been thinking um, right after or what she may have felt or done or anything like that. So it's left a little bit to our imagination. And I personally don't think she knew the magnitude of what was about to take place. I can imagine that she knew she was about to give birth to the one who gave birth to the world. I can't really imagine that she knew she was about to give life to the giver of life. I can't imagine that she knew she was about to hold the one who holds the world in his hand. I can't imagine that she knew she was about to feed the one who sustains the whole world. I can't imagine that she knew she was going to comfort the one who comforts all of us. And I can't imagine that she knew that she was going, she's going to cover the one who will cover the entire world on the cross. So I can't imagine she knew any of that. I'm sure you guys are familiar with this Christmas song called Mary Did You Know? Um, it's a beautiful song where whoever wrote it asks St. Mary a bunch of questions, okay? I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to just read you some of the lyrics of the song. It says, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that our, your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping baby you're holding is the great I am. Some of you guys who are familiar with it are probably singing it in your head as I was reading the lyrics. But um, reality is we don't know what her answer to all these questions would have been. Okay? But I think at that moment when she was told that she would be bearing the Son of God, I don't think she knew everything or understood the magnitude of what that actually means. Okay? But that didn't stop her at all. That's why she said at the end, let it be to me according to your word. The fear of the unknown didn't scare her from trusting God. It didn't paralyze her and it didn't make her indecisive. And it didn't make her say no just because she didn't know what was coming next. Even though I'm sure she had a lot of fears, that didn't stop her at all. She just threw herself in the tr trusting arms of God, knowing that he would catch her wherever that he was leading her. So for so many of us, fear of the unknown becomes a great obstacle 
to living the life that God is calling us to live. Okay? Or directing us to in life. Maybe he's calling me to love. He's always calling me to love. Okay? He's calling us to forgiveness. Maybe he's calling me to serve. Maybe he's calling me to be generous, to tithe. Whatever the case may be. Okay? The list goes on and on and on. But because I'm scared of what would those things actually mean, or what they will look like in my life, or the sacrifice that I actually have to make, then I end up saying no to him altogether. And in saying no to him, I'm effectively saying, no, you can't dwell in me. I'm effectively saying, no, I don't trust you. Because our natural inclination is that we want to step-by-step step manual before we say yes to anything. Okay? Just think of about when somebody asks you for a favor. Right? The first thing that usually comes out of your mouth, at least for me, is like, depends on what it is. Okay? You don't agree first. Okay? Why? Because I want to know what the next steps before agreeing to do something is. I don't have trust that the person who's asking of that favor of me will ask me something reasonable. So as humans, we always want to know what the next steps are before we agree to do something. We might sit there and try to calculate the risks, the sacrifices, wondering what it might look like, uh, what it might mean for me, uh, what for my future, and so on. The thing is, God doesn't work that way. Okay? God gives us enough light just to see the next step. We say yes, then he gives us enough light to see the step after that. We say yes to that, then he gives us more light to see the step after that, okay, and so on. Like God gave the Magi just a star. Okay? He did not give them a step-by-step -step direction to the manger. And he's the shining star in our life that we follow even when we don't have a step-by-step -step direction because he leads us where, he, where we need to go. Okay? As human beings, we live in a house of fear okay? and fear of what's coming next, fear of the future, whatever the case may be. And because of that, because of that fear, we are truly never free. Okay. So what's the solution? The simple answer is to learn to trust God. Okay. Trust the one that who fearfully and wonderfully made us with his own precious hands will never let us go. Trust the one who is Emmanuel is actually with us. And because he is with us, then he will never abandon us. He will never disappoint us. He will never hurt us. He will, never, he will always provide for us. He will never lead us to a place where his grace doesn't cover us. He will never forget us. Like it says in Isaiah, if the mother forgets her baby, I will not forget you. So today God is inviting us to move out of the fear of the unknown and to trust him. And the more we trust him, the more we're going to experience his love, <clears throat> his faithfulness, his care for all of us. The more unknown the situation is, the more he makes himself known in that situation. God is just asking us to trust just a little bit. And he will turn, in turn, because of that trust, will pour himself in us, dwell in us, and use us for his glory. Abraham trusted God in the face of the unknown, and he became a father of many nations. Moses trusted God in the face of the unknown, and he was the one that God used to liberate Israel. David trusted God in the face of the unknown, and he became the greatest king in the history of Israel. The disciples trusted God in the face of the unknown, and they turned the world upside down by preaching Christ. The boy with the five loaves and the two fish trusted God in the face of the unknown, 
And in turn, God used him to feed thousands. St. Paul trusted God in the face of the unknown, and God used him to preach the gospel all over the world. In today's gospel, St. Mary trusted God in the face of the unknown, and she became the one who God brought salvation through for all of humanity. There are so many other examples. And all the people that I just mentioned, it was just a little trust okay, that God took, and God took that little trust and did wonders with it. And he wants to do the same thing with us. It doesn't mean that these people did not have any fear. Actually, they all did. They all did. Okay? But they just trusted despite the fears. So whatever God wants to do with you, or calling you to do, or whatever situation that you're in, and you just don't know what's coming next, just trust him. Okay? Because he's never let you down before. And he never will. Even if you have fears, bring those fears to him. And I have no doubt that he'll put those fears to rest. Don't let fear be the reason why God can't use you. Because even though you might not know what's coming next, you know who's walking in with you. And that is much more important with me, who's with me, than where my destination is. It was about this time last year when we got approached to the priesthood. Okay? And I can't tell you the number of things that we were scared about. The list was endless. But we brought them to God, and every concern that we had, little or small, he checked off and continues to check off to this day. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to know that we have a God that cares and loves us very much. And he wants to give. But for us to give, for him to give, we have to trust. We have to trust him. And you learn to trust him like you would any other person. Okay? By building a relationship with him. By knowing him. Psalm 9 says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So the best relationships that I've seen are the ones where there is trust. Okay? But as you guys know, trust doesn't come overnight. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes communication, it takes experience with that person. So take time to know God. Like, really know Him. Not just on Sunday mornings, but every day. If your knowledge of God is distorted, if your relationship with God is based on fear of punishment, that if I don't do the right thing, He's going to punish me, or it's based on just following a bunch of rules with no spirit of love behind it, then you will never trust Him. Because you will never want a relationship with somebody like that. And I don't blame you, because that's not a God that I would want to worship either. Okay? But if your knowledge of God... <clears throat> is based on knowing and believing that he's the one who became human for you, the one who died for you, the one who loves you unconditionally, the one who has you in the palm of his hands, then this will be someone you trust because you'll feel how great his love is for you. And you'll want to build a relationship with that person. So build that personal relationship with God with him on a daily basis. And when you do, you'll also get to experience him. And experience leads to trust. Okay? Like I know God is with me through thick and thin, through highs and lows, because he's had my back through all these years. So if he's asking me to do something, or if I'm facing something in my life, I won't be scared, or at least I shouldn't be scared. Because he's right there with me. David really experienced God, which is why he was able to say, though I walk through the valley of death, I will not fear, 
for you are with me. Where did that come from? It came from experience. And that experience made him have full trust in God, even in the face of the unknown. And you could apply this to what we're talking about today, or just any situation in life where you're, where you're uneasy about what's coming next. Okay, because you just don't know. Psalm 126 says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. So when we trust in God, we become mountains. And mountains never really shake. Okay? Or really move. The only mountain that I've ever heard of moving is in Mu'attam in Egypt. And that mountain moves because of prayer, not because of anything else. So we can become mountains that are not easily shaken despite the earthquakes, the storms, the unknowns of where God wants, us to, wants to take us, or the unknowns of what's coming next, if we just learn to let go and fully trust Him. The last thing I'm going to end on, the, on with is this quote. It says, Trust is the basis of life. Without trust, no human being can live. Trapeze artists, you know, the, in the circus, when they jump and the, some guy in the air is catching them, right? Um, trapeze artists offer a beautiful image of this. Flyers have to trust their catchers. They can do the most spectacular doubles, triples, or quadruples. But what finally makes their performance spectacular are the catchers who are there for them at the right time, in the right place. Much of our lives <clears throat> are flying. It's wonderful to fly in the air free as a bird. But when God is not there to catch us, all our flying comes to nothing. Let's trust the great catcher. So trust him in the unknown. He's got you. He's always in the right place at the right time. And glory be to God for that.